Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. I'm Michael Vodder, and I'm here with Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant Cindy Riggs. Cindy has been practicing professionally for 20 years, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Om Gam Ganapatiye Namaha, Om Gam Ganapatiye Namaha, Om Gam Ganapatiye Namaha. That is the invocation for the Lord Ganesha in Sanskrit. Wonderful. <laughs> so I have invoked him. Okay, I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yes. He's very popular, this God. Have you heard of Ganesha before? Or um, Ganesh? I have. I, I have. Um, probably seen images of the elephant-headed God, Hindu yes. God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Could, could you give us a little bit more of a background? Yeah, sure. Well, while I'm not a Hindu expert, mm -hmm. <laughs> I have been encountering him for probably almost a decade, I would guess. Um, his name Ganesh or Ganesha, interestingly, I always called him Ganesh because I had seen images of him. I didn't really know what he was about. I hadn't really encountered him, but um, he's also known as Ganapati, Ganapati, uh, Ye, Ganapatiye. There are many different names. And it's interesting that Ganesha seems to come from, um, and, and we're talking about a deity that's been worshipped since the fourth century. Wow. After the common era. So um, he, he goes way back. <laughs> um, to get into all of his names, I don't think is, is that interesting. But what is interesting is that he's known as the remover of obstacles. Okay. And he is also worshipped throughout all sects of Hinduism, no matter who else they also worship. So one sect might worship Vishnu. One sect might worship Lakshmi. One sect might worship Shiva, Radha. Um, but then all of those sects in their home have um, a Ganesha... Gotcha. Altar. Altar. Yeah. Right. Because he's kind of an all-purpose God that everyone seems to trust and believe in. Now, what does it mean? Was he really a man with an elephant head? No. <laughs> there is a story that goes with that, which I don't know very well, and I don't think I'm qualified to repeat it. I just like that phrase, all-purpose God. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of, um, he permeates all of this different sects. Okay. of Hinduism. And so um, it's, it's, he's interesting because the remover of obstacles, that's all we're doing here, is mm -hmm. trying to remove obstacles. So yeah. I think that adds to his popularity. That would be very helpful for, for healers, right? Yes, yes. If they, in fact, wanted to engage with a Hindu god. Mm -hmm. Now, Hindus are born into Hinduism. Right. You can't be an American and convert and truly be a Hindu. Okay. You have to be born in India in a certain sect. Hmm. So um, that's a true Hindu. But that doesn't mean that we as Americans cannot adopt some of these practices and utilize some of the support from the spirit world. So he wasn't a human with an elephant head, but he is a deity that has, been, that has people believing in him, worshiping him for so long that it has become a powerful, conscious energy. Or entity. Okay. Spirit. So when you channel him, is there anything, any unique identifier or any, mm. anything? 
he's one that I really see with my mind's eye. I really see his form. Okay. There are some that I channel, such as archangels and others, that I know who they are by the way they feel, but I don't actually see them. I actually see him. And that's how it all started. Okay. So tell me more about how, how it started. Well, I was at a, an expo, a small expo in the Dayton area. And uh, I met this woman who was very nice, and she was doing something called a oneness blessing, okay. which I later learned and was trained for. But she, she was also doing chair massage, and I was really tired. <laughs> and on Sunday morning, I said, I want a chair massage. So there I was, you know, my face in the face rest of the chair. Right. And she was just doing a, you know, shoulders and neck and back massage. Mm -hmm. And I saw Ganesha very clearly. Hmm. And I was not expecting that okay. at all. I hadn't really thought of worshiping him. I hadn't really thought of con contacting him or talking with him. But just as all the other deities I've ever encountered, they just show up for me. I don't specify. I don't invite necessarily. Okay. Um, except for an instance such as today where I'm going to channel him right. for us. But um, there he was very clearly in my mind's eye like I was seeing him, yeah, like a picture of him. And were Elephant you familiar? Headed. I was familiar okay. at that point who he was, although I wasn't, I just never really knew much about him to be interested, okay. you know. But there he was, and it was a powerful session. So then when she did the diksha or the oneness blessing on the top of my head, it just became more powerful. And then when I told her, um, she was she was amazed that I had seen him. And I've been working with him ever since, channeling him ever since. Okay. Here and there, whenever he shows up. So when you do channel him, is there anything, uh, like, what, is, what does he talk about that's unique from what other spirits mm -hmm. talk about? Well, as you probably know, I don't remember everything that I channel, so <laughs> I can't think of anything that is particularly unique. And yet, because because what I have noticed and what many people have noticed is all the same information. Right. There's never going to be new information, but there are many new voices okay. that can speak the information. So I, I feel such a loving presence with him, such okay. a supportive presence. Like, I've got your back, you know? I'm I'm here for you. Okay. That's the kind of presence that I feel with him, gentle yet powerful, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. and um, just very interesting. I mean, we have all of these gods of ancient Egypt with ibis heads and and um, lion heads, and but this is an elephant. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, that is it's unique. just a unique being, and he's he's very well known because of that uniqueness. But I I, I mostly see him, which is interesting. And then he's the remover of obstacles. So, he's the remover of obstacles. So that's that's an interesting role to play as well. Um, what does that mean in well, your Well, that's practice? something that that's something that humans have assigned to him okay. as the spirit consciousness. But because that's how he's known, that's one of the many things. He's also associated with writing letters and and um, I've even heard of like taking tests, schoolwork. Really? You know, like taking tests in school. Yeah. I think you could, because if he's removing obstacles, that could be applied to anything in our lives. Huh. Right? Well, elephants <laughs> I mean, are supposed to have better memory than other yeah. animals. Yeah, and so I that, maybe that's that... Part of the test thing. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
So yeah. there are certain features of the elephant which I think play into this. Although I'm, as I said, I'm not, I'm not an expert on Hindu gods. I only know the ones I've met, okay. and he's one of them. Okay. And I love him. I truly love him. He appears to me a lot in my mind's eye. He's very clear, unlike okay. others where I can either hear them or feel them. Well, we're gonna we're gonna channel him, right? Yes. Is there is there anything else you want to talk yes, about? Yes. Gosh. In um, advance. I don't we, think so. We talked about how you um, met him. Yes. I've done a special event with him before, but I don't remember what he said at all. What are those special events? What do you do? Yes, in the special event channeling session, it's a different format than my monthly session in Columbus, Ohio, where we start in silence. So no one is allowed to speak in the room. Mm -hmm. We're all taking our seats, being very silent and meditative. This is just what I've been guided to do. And then I will channel a message for the group by the deity or the spirit, mm -hmm. in this case, a deity. And then he will walk me around to each person individually and do a, do a healing energy transmission on the person. Okay. Each person individually, rather than the individual messages that are delivered during my regular monthly sessions. Okay. Very interesting. Yes. So that's very exciting. And those, those sessions tend to sell out, too. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Um, so is there anything that happened? So you did a, sp a special event with him I before? did many years ago. Um, I think right after I met him. It was pretty soon after that. Do you recall and, anything interesting happening then? That's, I mean. Well, the energy was so powerful. Um, people really were receptive to the energy. They really felt it. Um, some people said they saw energy for the first time. Um, mm -hmm. Just, um, it's just a really sacred event. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your belief system is. You can benefit from this loving deity's energy. Okay. Anyone can, if they're open to it. Well, let's let's try that out. Okay, let's try How about it, it. Okay, so we've already he's already been invoked, but he's actually been hanging around me for many hours before we sat here to do this. He's been looking <laughs> so, forward to what has. Yes, he has. Okay. He he has messages that he wants to relay, especially now. There seems to be a lot of there seems to be a lot of obstacles in the world right now. So okay, um, I don't know what he will talk about. Perfect. As usual. Perfect. We Which will is just see perfect. what happens. We will yes. do it live. I am merging with his energy now. And this is a time where listeners can take a few deep breaths, close their eyes, relax, open up your open up your energy field to receive energy. Ganesha is often depicted as sitting on a lotus flower, which many of the deities are, the Hindu gods and goddesses. There's a lot of symbolism in all of these deity figurines and pictures. So deep breaths. Are good. Yes, right deep, now, breath, if you're... deep breathing. Just be comfortable. It's always important to be comfortable. If... Anytime you want to receive energy or send energy or feel energy. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> we invite you to close your eyes, lie down. And then tune into the mind's eye 
if people don't know what that means, it's the part of you that is able to imagine something, what a person looks like, or imagining the home you grew up in. It's usually about that clear. So it's all very subtle. If you think you feel something, you probably do. And because we understand the quantum field, and even if you don't, distance makes no difference. Mm -hmm. He's already transmitting energy from me. Um, and it's fascinating because I actually feel like I have this elephant head with a trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were asking what's unique, and I never really paid attention, but this time... Okay. Uh, I actually do have that sense. What's that like? I'm not sure how to describe it. It's, <laughs> it's like I'm making it up, but I wasn't. I uh, saw it before I realized. Saw it and felt it, actually, hmm. <laughs> before I had a chance to make something like that up. So that's interesting. It's all just very interesting. Okay, I'm going to step aside and Ganesha will speak to you next and answer your questions. Okay. It is with great love I join you today in your space, in your third dimensional space, utilizing your language so that I may convey some messages that if received, will assist you in your lives. Thank you. We intend to receive. Thank you for allowing me into the space. Thank you for being open to hearing my messages, although I have been talking for many, many years through vehicles such as this one. So I am known as remover of obstacles, and it is obstacles that I wish to speak of because there are many more obstacles in your reality that you have created with your mind than there are actual tangible obstacles. And it is important to explore this. Mm. So I will give some examples. An obstacle may be a roadblock in which you can no, no longer drive your car any further on the road. That is an actual tangible obstacle. Another obstacle may be that your car has broken down and you cannot get to work. That is a tangible obstacle. And yet, it is temporary. They are all temporary because the road will open up and you can also call for a taxi. Hmm. So most obstacles are temporary. If you have lost a limb, that is more of a permanent, tangible obstacle. Okay. But a story in your mind about how someone is going to react when you tell them something, that is an obstacle that you are creating that is not even tangible. Mm. But it could become tangible if this is your belief. Does this make sense? It's, yes, it's still very significant to the person significant who, who to holds the person. that as an obstacle. Absolutely. And yet, if they pay attention to the way they feel as they engage in this belief, they usually feel bad. Mm. And so they do not understand. They, then they begin to blame the other person for their reaction, and that's why they feel bad. But the truth is, they are creating it in their mind. So like if I say, I cannot be happy because this person is holding me back. Indeed. 
That is an intangible obstacle you are creating with belief and it will likely manifest as you expect. Hmm. So how do I help people with obstacles? How do you? How do I? If called upon or if invoked, I will always appear, maybe not visually, but I will always come to your side and I will help to strengthen your energy field so that you can more clearly understand the truth of the situation. So if it is taking a test, as was mentioned before, I would come to your side, I would strengthen your energy fields in order that you can re-engage with the clarity that you, you know you have, in order that you can access the answers that you know you know. But the anxiety mm, creates like a veil, so you cannot get to the answers. Hmm. Okay, so you come alongside, you offer energy, you support our energy. Yes. Now, when, when you say that, you lose half of the population of people who are listening to uh. this because we don't understand <laughs> what that means, right? And perhaps we never will, but... Perhaps not, so I will simplify. I shall comfort you so that you are not as anxious because if you have studied for the test the answers are in your subconscious mind i will come and put my arms around you so to speak comfort you and help you to because it is in the comfort Mm -hmm. where you find your wisdom it is in the comfort where you access the information and that's where we become confident and face the test. Right. So I am here to assist, to comfort you until you realize that you do not need comforted by anything outside of you. You have all of the power you need. Okay. I am also masculine. Therefore, this assists with taking new action. The energy of masculine, and it is important to remind listeners that everyone contains feminine and masculine energies within them, mm-hmm. yin and yang, or ida and pingala, that it is the masculine which is involved with and responsible for taking action, such as the test or calling the taxi. But if someone is in a panic and is not open to comforting energy or is not aware that you can call upon comforting energy, whether it is for, from myself or from an archangel or a number of angels or any other deity or spirit that is believed in by the person, then they stay in the panic mode and cannot access the wisdom. They cannot, act, they cannot even take clear... Um, helpful action because Hmm. they are suspended in the panic, the anxiety, and they have completely cut themselves off from the parts of themselves that could offer more wisdom. Parts of the brain are cut off in an anxious fight or flight state. And when they cut off parts of their brain, then they do not have access to possibilities such as calling the taxi. So this, this they of which you speak... Humans. ...includes me. <laughs> I, I experience this. Yes. Um, so I appreciate uh, your words on this subject. So for the person who is in that pattern, 
um, yes. that pattern of, of, of panic, of panic or anxiety, or anxiety yes. right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety is the popular word for it, but it's been called many other things in, in right. across time. Um, what, <laughs> what do we well, do? What do you do? If you are not aware of me, if you are not aware of any kind of spirit, most humans will call out to a God. They will say, help, or they will say, oh God, in this type of situation. <laughs> and that is actually calling upon higher, higher wisdom, higher energies. <clears throat> it is actually an attempt to connect to or to undo the valve so that that wise energy can come through to you. If you do not understand the energy, then understand that there is a loving consciousness that wants to help you at all times. It is known by many names, trillions of names throughout history and in the present. Mm -hmm. God is the terminology that is used here in your country, and it is used in many different ways to call for help. It is usually a call for help. Okay. So this call for help, what function does that? Again, it opens up. So in the state of panic, if you call for help, it actually starts to remove a layer of that veil you have created with the anxiety. Hmm. So I am looking for an example. The, The answer that you need for the question on the test is deep within you. But you have created many layers of nervousness, of anxiety, maybe even panic, of doubt and fear about remembering everything. And so those become like the layers of the lotus flower, the petals of the lotus flower. And, the, and all of those layers constrict like the bud of a flower. So once you start to call upon help, the lotus begins to bloom, the petals begin to fall away, and then mm. the jewel inside or the answer can be found. That's beautiful. But you must be in a relaxed state of being to truly find the jewel. This is why Omani Padmeyam, the Sanskrit term, means jewel in the lotus. And I use this very well-known analogy to explain. Does this answer the question? It does. Now, which is it that helps? Is it the act of calling for help, or is it the act of believing that help will manifest? It is both. Many call upon help, but do not believe it will come. Right, and that then would... That, it, that then would be even worse, I would think, because now you're setting up in your mind that help is a is a possible thing, but it won't arrive. Right. And so now you're 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 holding yourself from the thing that you think you need because there is too much doubt right. within the mind of the person. So it is not that a person needs to believe in something or other, but they do need to believe in in a higher consciousness, whether it is their own or something else, like a source of all things. Now here's also what I'm asking is. Uh, is it is it uh, is it largely the the um, my belief? So let's say let's say I call on help, and then I believe that I am helped, and then I experience uh, benefit. Right? Then you experience benefit. Yeah, or I yes. I experience like my state of being is improved. Yes, or you remember the answer or the name. So. Uh, 
a huge factor in that is is my belief that that help has arrived or my belief that I now am comforted yeah I am comforted I am able yes so because everything is energy and I want to explain energy for a moment for those who do not understand it is important to plant these seeds so I am an energy I'm a conscious energy just like you are I'm just not in a body and so when you call on me and I come to you I help to populate you with more energy. You are an energy being. Your body Mm -hmm. is made of energy. Your mind is made of energy. Your thoughts are energy. Your organs are energy. Everything is energy particles. So I bring supportive energy. Just like when one feels mm, weak and they just want someone to hug them. How can I metabolize your energy? Are we not fundamentally separate? We are not separate. Nothing, nothing is separate. Separation is an illusion. <laughs> and yet, very confusing because you, are, you appear to be in a separate body or vehicle right now, just as all humans appear to be separate. Right. And yet, in, in a different plane, in a different frequency, still in this plane, it is all just the source field of particles. Right. Very confusing. So let's keep it simpler for now. Okay. The question then you were asking. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is that you can help me with or that I can be helped with, hmm. right? Hmm. It, just it could more, be anything at all. In more precise terms um, to, to just to figure out exactly how to relate to you. Does that make sense? Sure. Think of me as a brother. Think of me as a wise brother, one who is outside of duality, who has no fear. And think of me as a supportive friend Mm. or a supportive brother, one who would always mm, stand up for you, one who would always give you a hug when you need one, one who would always encourage you and help to make you believe that you can do whatever it is you are attempting to do. Interesting. One to help build you more confidence. Is that what a God is supposed to be? Yes, because a God is love. I transmit the frequency of love, unconditional love. But it is the human who needs to believe it and receive it. So when one calls upon God or something else, and does not believe the answer has come or the help has come, it is because there is still too much doubt. Right. Or they are still engaging in the panic mode or are for some reason addicted to drama or anxiety. Many humans are addicted to this state of being. Hmm. No. Yeah, I am to some extent. I, I I uh, uh, I can understand that. And I can also understand being in doubt I I wouldn't say that faith comes easily for me and I I think that I'm uh, in good company you know with with a good portion of humanity in that regard yes I I think and when you are in good company this feels familiar this feels safe yes and then this collective consciousness of victimhood or fear or whatever you call the emotion which is still fear if it is negative then that feels like the place to be because you fit in. Right. 
right, I do fit in as an anxious, unbelieving person. That is true. <laughs> I fit in yes. very nicely in my culture, right? So, yes, you do. So what would you say to that person? How, mm-hmm. how can I modify? If it feels good, if it makes you happy to fit in, and you are perfectly content and have no more questions, then there is no reason to be different. Well, choose differently. I wouldn't say that I'm perfectly content. And therefore, there is still the part of you that is eager for more, is eager for that contentment, that inner peace, that knowing that it that you are creating more illusions than are really there. Mm-hmm. Often, we of the spirit world hear humans say, "I know that if I tell this person this, they are going to blank." And they do not know. They are Mm. assuming. And so assumptions create many more obstacles than needed. Right. We think and we infer and we surmise. Yes. Just because a person has reacted the same way 15 times does not mean they will the next time. But if you believe that they will, you are actually allowing them the space to be the same way. You Mm. are not creating change by assuming that someone will react past behavior. So this applies to me, I suppose, because I don't necessarily need to uh, react the way that I have in the past in terms of being anxious. No one needs to react any past behavior. It is always a choice, and yet it seems like you call this autopilot. It seems like something that happens automatically. Well, yes, learned behaviors. It is learned behavior, yes. And there are neural pathways in the brain that have recorded this behavior. And yet, if you truly want to be or feel differently, you can choose different if you just take a breath before you react. And then you respond mm. yeah. instead. So behavior And that is your responsibility, actually, as a human is the ability to respond rather than to react. Well, that's interesting. So behaviorists and, and, you know, the the sort of the scientific mainstream of the last hundred or so years has, has, uh, has been that pretty much everything we do is a conditioned response to something else, right? Right. Every every behavior that I can exhibit uh, is... Has been taught. Yes, and, and yes. is... Uh, this is true. This is true if you choose to stay in that pattern and do not realize that you can choose differently. And many people do not realize this. So it is conditioned, yes. But you can also recondition yourself at any moment mm-hmm. in time. It is the brain's job to remember. So it remembers how to ride the bicycle. It remembers how to walk once you have learned. And this is helpful for you. So you do not have to learn each day how to walk. Okay. And yet it is not helpful when it comes to behaviors that make you feel sad or depressed or unhappy. Right. Like half of what we do. (laughs) Right? At least half. Depending on the person. Depending on the day. Depending on the person. Depending on the day. Yes. There Uh, is still too much focus on the outside world causing emotions. A person causing you to feel victimized. A situation causing you to feel a certain way. Uh, Your news media causing you (laughs) to feel 
um, upset about something that has occurred. Right. Too much focus on the outside because your modern societies have forgotten about meditation and going within to find the truth. Yes, now I can go within and still be anxious, right? Because within contains both uh, health, healthful and unhealthful patterns. It depends on from where you are going inside. Ah, I see. I am speaking of the heart, the true soul, going inside to the true soul, not the mind. That's interesting. I think when a lot of people say go, go within, they're they think the it is inside the mind. Yeah. Yes, and this is incorrect. When I say go within, when we speak of go within, the, the spiritual world, we are speaking go within your soul where there is no thought, where there is no personality, where there aren't any things to react. And that's where you reside, correct? I reside in the soul realm, yes. Okay. If you tap into the soul realm, which is very easy, there are thousands and thousands of techniques to do so. Meditation is the easiest and most recommended. You can most easily connect with myself or other spirits, high-level spirits, loving spirits. It is beyond where all fear exists. Some people call it heaven. Okay. Sounds nice. Shambhala. <laughs> yes. Uh, it does sound nice. And it is accessible by everyone, but it does take some practice at first. And they must believe that it is accessible. And no one can make anyone believe anything because your beliefs are always choices of thought. And beliefs are just thoughts you choose to think repeatedly. They can be changed at any time. Okay. And I do not wish to encourage anyone to change their beliefs unless they aren't perfectly happy and content. <laughs> okay, so if, if you're perfectly happy and content, you don't need this. Indeed. But you want it anyway. Yes. You engage with it anyway. You're already doing it. You already know who you are, an eternal soul who is just pure love, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And then you can become more and more of that true part of you. And that's how we remove obstacles. We can remove them together. We can remove them separately. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you've been doing this for a long time, right? Helping From humans. your perspective, a long time. Yeah. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. I do not have a concept of time. Okay. Um, so it, it strikes me the, the idea of this, this whole approach to um, the mental, emotional body and helping humans to heal from obstacles. The, the, it, I'm struck by the timeless aspect of it, the, the idea that people 10,000 years ago could have been experiencing the same. Of course they were, the same anxieties. Yeah. Although different but the fight-or-flight response was caused by some different things such as the lion chasing you <laughs> or okay. perhaps even the dinosaur attacking yeah but now we carry our little stimuli boxes with us everywhere we go our cell phones right so we can we can be made anxious by uh, anxiety eliciting stimuli whenever we it is because there is to. such a collective addiction to anxiety 
that you are creating more and more of it because it creates the fight or flight response. Right. This is the response that is created when you do extreme sports and you want that high. Mm-hmm. It is creating a high but not a healthy one because it is wearing out the physical body, the nervous system, insulin responses sometimes. The, the body is so drained of energy and everyone is complaining of feeling drained and tired. And this is why, because too much fight or flight response. The fight or flight response ought to only occur when your life is truly in danger, tangibly right. in danger. And yet all of your thoughts are creating illusory dangers mm-hmm. before they even occur, if they even occur. Fortunately, most things you worry about don't happen because positive energy or positive thoughts are more powerful than negative ones, but still, you are wrecking the way you feel each day. What's interesting is that I think a lot of people understand that concept. Well, a lot of people also don't understand that concept, but there are a great many people, I would say, who understand that concept and yet are still ensnared by it. Of course. This one that I speak through now is still ensnared at times. But she recovers much more quickly and she chooses new responses more quickly than ever before. It is a process. It is not something that you do overnight and then you are blissful. So what is that process? What, what do That what is do a we process do? of practicing quieting the mind, whatever technique you choose to use. Whether mm-hmm. you are listening to music, whether you are meditating, doing self-hypnosis, yoga, any kind of other movement where there is no talking, no thinking involved staring at a candle flame these are just some examples now you spoke about connecting to the the soul the soul plane the soul plane Mm -hmm. okay soul realm is that is that something that you could help us with perhaps would you you we don't have to do this now if you don't want to but would you want to do some kind of exercise with our listeners to walk us i would be pleased to do so oh would you okay yes this will be very simple And, of course, for the interest of time, it will be very quick. Okay. Hopefully, most listeners are not in a state of anxiety or panic at this time. And if so, you must breathe as slowly as possible. Breathing in as slowly as possible until the lungs and the diaphragm, the entire lower abdomen, are filled with oxygen and then releasing it as slow as possible. Slowing the breathing always soothes anxiety, soothes the nervous system. So breathing deeply. The easiest way that I wish to share today is to imagine the very top of your head, your scalp, and just about an inch above that, Imagine that you have a halo, like you have seen depicted in religious artwork. The the truth is you do have a halo. This is the ring-like energy that is the crown chakra or the the vortex that is the, mm, the energy vortex in the top of the head. So imagine, pretend that you have a halo. And now as you breathe, each time you exhale, the halo can start to lift above you, moving very, very slowly or very quickly, whatever you choose. 
but use your imagination to see this golden white halo or whatever color you see breathing deeply and as you exhale pushing it up further in only three or four slow deep breaths a person ought to feel differently with this technique but if you were to do 30 or 40 breaths you will feel even more light and calm 50 to 60 breaths 100 breaths you could actually feel blissful and wonder why that thing was even bothering you a moment ago that is the easiest technique I know that people can start to experiment with there is no right or wrong technique this is the one I have chosen to share today how do you feel now better better yes more calm more confident it is confidence comes from calmness hmm. peace and contentment come from the calmness that you create inside now perhaps you notice that is that you do feel different inside in the chest region or in the in the lower abdomen wherever people may feel tingling they may feel lightheaded you can always bring it back down it doesn't hurt anything is this technique helpful? It is helpful, thank you. It's very, very simple. One of the simplest that I know that I can describe to you today. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it's helpful to have a simple technique as opposed to you know, a, a rigid, um, yes. you know, a religious type of an approach. There is no certain way you must sit or lie. I, I would not recommend standing, but the body ought to be comfortable. <laughs> but count your breaths. Count how many breaths you are breathing, in and out, one breath. And then while your mind is focused on the counting and the imagining of the halo moving upward, then it has no room to think about anything else, mm. particularly anxious thoughts. So that I leave you with today, that technique. Okay. To practice at your own will because it doesn't hurt. It can't hurt. So see if it will help. And anytime you are feeling anxious, if you are stuck in traffic and it is not moving, take three breaths and move your halo upward. See if you feel as frustrated as before. Mm. But use this technique because you want to change. You want to shift the way you feel. If you want to be angry, this technique will likely not help. Yeah, that is, that is the first step. Yes. <laughs> So many humans want to present all of the evidence of why they are unhappy, all the proof, right? rather than choosing to be happy instead. Secretly, we do get a hit off of being angry. Yes, it is right? that fight or flight response yeah. that I speak of, that high, mm -hmm. that is depleting your body of chemicals that it needs mm -hmm. to produce energy. Yeah. Yeah, so you end up kind of hungover after. In yes. a sense, in a sense, yes. emotionally. And this is why you have to start over again. And then your energy is drained by those frustrations that day. And they compound. And then you start to have physical illness or dis-ease. Because you are not at ease. This is all be about being at ease and connecting with the higher part, your soul or your spirit or the part of you that is not the human part but right. the spirit part. 
It is time for me to leave her now. Thank, Thank you. you again for the opportunity to speak and to assist you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ganesha. Hello, Cindy. How was that? That was great, yeah. I love that technique. Yeah, that was cool. He gave us. Very simple. Very simple. Uh-huh. The halo. That's neat. The halo's cool. I like I like the one that you have uh, where you like every every breath you uh, you say that you're going 30% higher or whatever it is. Yeah, it seems... extending the aura. Most of us learned about the aura in high school. Or, I did. Yeah. Um, that there is an energy field around us that may be just a few inches above our head or around us. Yeah. But yeah, I, I my technique that I teach um, is just to imagine that we're extending that upward, stretching mm -hmm. it upward. I like when you, you bring the percentage in, because like, like thinking, okay, on this breath, I'm gonna be 30% more at ease. That makes it uh, like doable, right? Yes, As opposed right. to, okay, after this breath, I will be enlightened. <laughs> right, so we could add to his technique, and we could say that for every breath, maybe that's 1%. Yeah. So I'm 1% more enlightened than I was a breath ago. Yeah, that you can do. <laughs> that we can do. Yeah. And that gives our mind something to focus on so it's not thinking about what was frustrating us right. uh, more, more, most recently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I liked, I liked um, his uh, sort of talking through anxiety and the root of anxiety and mm -hmm. sort of going back and forth with him about And all it. we have to do is remind ourselves. You know, we can't, we can't listen to this program. I will need to listen to it again. We can't listen to this and be all fixed, you yeah. know, and then think, well, I heard that, so I, sh I should know that now. And then we beat ourselves up when we can't do it mm -hmm. or we, when we can't get out of anxiety. But we need to keep reminding ourselves because it takes 90 days to create a new habit, hmm. they say, <laughs> to hmm. create a new neural pathway in it's the brain. So often I talk to clients, I'll say, have you read this book? such and such a book that my, I believe will help them. Oh yeah, I read that a couple years ago. Well, clearly I can tell that there's very little they can recall from the book. That's why I suggest highlighting. I used to even record the highlighted stuff from books and listen to it while I was driving. Wow. Yeah, just That's to intense. keep reminding myself of these things that I, I are not natural for me yet. Interesting. And they become more and more natural. That's a really good tip. Yeah, so many, like even like our favorite books, right. how much of it do we even remember? Right, I highlight in my books as I read or yeah. underline, and then um, sometimes I'll just, uh, because I can speak into my phone, into my notes, right. I'll speak those quotes, and then I can review those. When I'm, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, or read it, read it or listen to it. Yeah. Back in the day I was using cassette tapes, you know, <laughs> which was a very easy format. Oh man. But we have easy formats now too, and we, we should do. be using. I'm glad you brought up the the uh, devices, right? The, because uh, what um, do I call them? I'm not sure the what you call them. Boxes. But stimuli boxes. Stimuli boxes. <laughs> yeah, like our cell phones and our iPads and our other devices, because we can be using those to help us. There are apps that have, you know, inspirational quotes every day. Mm -hmm. But are we looking at that or are we looking at Facebook? Yeah. And learning more about politics that we don't need to yeah. think about. Just absorbing anger. Or whatever it is, yeah. Hmm. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you for this opportunity. Thank you, Ganesha. Mm -hmm. I love you. <laughs> he's become one of my favorites. Yeah, he's cool. Mm -hmm. He is cool. And whether or not I'm Hindu, 
He's his information's been very helpful. Yes. All right. Well, that that wraps it up. Thank you very much. All right. Until next time. Thank you, and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com. 